Welcome to Inclusion Matters, produced by the Center for Inclusive Child Care, aka the CICC. We're located at inclusivechildcare.org. Welcome to Inclusion Matters, a podcast of the Center for Inclusive Child Care. I'm Cindy Croft, Executive Director of the Center for Inclusive Child Care, and I'm here with my colleague, Priscilla Weigel, Assistant Director. Hi, Priscilla. Hi, Cindy. Good to be here. And we are in uh, part two of our podcast on expulsion in early childhood programs, mm-hmm. something that we feel is very important, and it's certainly a topic that's being um, talked about across the country now and so we have a lot of resources in Minnesota at our center around expulsion and our coaching which we're going to talk about today mm-hmm. is really one of the a very good resource in Minnesota uh, for this but we are going to start now Priscilla with you telling us a little bit about um, expulsion and the prevention of expulsion and then going into um, describing what inclusion coaching here looks like like it's not everywhere in the country mm-hmm. and there might be people who are in other states listening thinking well maybe this is something we could replicate mm-hmm. and we'd be glad to talk to people if they want to get a hold of us through our website mm-hmm. but um so take it away sure well expulsion is removing a child from your care and it can be due to challenging behaviors it can be due to a lot of different things the most common is challenging behavior and really the research is showing too that four-year-olds are expelled 50 percent um more than than three-year-olds, and also the expulsion rates in early childhood are um, quite high compared to K-12, through and it's three times higher, as a matter of fact, and that's honestly based on behavior of little people that are counting on us to guide them and support them and to nurture them into healthy behavior patterns. So when we disconnect ourselves from that child by expelling them or suspending them, which means sending them home, calling the parents to get them to pick up, sending them to the director's office for a period of time or um, anywhere out of the classroom, we're, we're creating a greater challenge for that child to gain important schools so that they can be equipped for school and for learning and for life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so we're really hoping that through these podcasts and through the different tip sheets that we have on our website, and we also have a new um, uh, flyer that we are referring to as, as well, and just to just be mindful of what you're doing and what the ramifications are when you expel a child. And one thing that I haven't seen a statistic on and that we kind of know more anecdotally than um, actually, you know, quantitatively would be how often the same child Mm -hmm. is expelled from multiple programs. And we see it even, we may have coached in a program where that little guy was and then it's another program called yeah. and it's you know going to be the same child that yeah. they need help with or a parent calls and says this is his fifth program yeah. and finally we're called into that program mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so i th- that would be th- i mean that only that only exemplifies the need and certainly for that child i i can't yeah. even imagine it it makes the ramifications for them just that much greater mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of what that expulsion must do. Right. I, mean, I can't imagine that when you talk about um, a sense of worth based on what you do instead of what you are, and mm-hmm. I don't know how at three or four you you reconcile, you know, 
I've been I've been kicked out or asked to leave or I don't even know how they understand that right. exactly. Exactly. But That's, they know. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know we know that for instance, you know, they their little bag may have been left on the outside of the yeah. program's doorway mm-hmm. with their stuff in it. Yeah. So so they their parent comes to pick them up and their stuff is just in a bag. Yeah. I mean, wow. Mm-hmm. And then there they are and how how that's internalized. Sure. And then how they must think about themselves. Mm-hmm. And of course the next place they're going to go, they're going to think, "Well, I'm not even why would I try here? In fact, I think I'll try to just get kicked out as fast as I can. So I don't waste any right. time building relationships." Exactly. Yeah. Cuz yeah. I'm just going to get moved anyway. Mm-hmm. It's it's tragic, really. It's very so, tragic. Not to mention the stress level of the parents that comes oh. into play there when really that little child is is often the brunt of some frustration because of the behaviors and parents saying things to their child with mm-hmm. because they're frustrated and they're at a loss if you would have just behaved if you would have stopped kicking i told you not to do that now you have now you can't go back right. just right. how scary for or let's make this one work yes. let's now make sure now remember time, yeah i mean mm-hmm. what pressure and mm-hmm. again not blaming a parent for there's stress to the limit yes. because they have to go to work yes and so even the the suspensions where they're getting called from their jobs so often we get calls from parents practically in tears saying I cannot leave work one more time I'm gonna get fired I'm gonna get fired and then we're not gonna have any place to, right. we're not gonna have an income and providers not realizing what that means when you say come and pick up your child five days a week at nine o'clock in the morning or sometimes ten, and one day I talked. One I was very much in clo- in close contact with a parent over the course of many days because we were trying to work through some issues with hoping that this child would not be expelled. But the suspension calls were coming every day, and one day I didn't hear, and I didn't hear, and I didn't hear, and then finally at two o'clock, the mom called and I said, "Oh, did we make it a full day?" And she said, "No, they just called." And really at two o'clock, they they couldn't make it till pickup time which mm-hmm. was at 4 30. Mm-hmm. you know i mean it's just it's so hard on that little child to have that constant jolt of i'm here i'm not here i'm here i'm not here yeah who's really going to take care of me yeah. who's going to help calm my chaos yeah. so so that the people listening who may be early educators child care providers know that there is more than just us saying you know Get in there and do your best. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk to him today about how the Center for Inclusive Child Care Inclusion Coaching mm-hmm. is a model of support. And every state may not have it, mm-hmm. but if you're in Minnesota, it's across the state. And mm-hmm. um, and, and so we are going to describe it. And um, when, so why don't you tell us a little bit about how it works here? Sure. So um, a provider can call us and, and we will do an intake and get the information that we need and then once we have that intake we assign a coach to that setting and that coach goes out and their first visit really is to say to that provider I get it I know this is hard because odds are when we get calls for especially children that have challenging behavior that provider needed help probably three weeks before, maybe even further than that, earlier than that, but they just didn't know what they needed till it was too late, kind of that 
that panic of, oh my goodness, we've got to do something tomorrow. Um, so the coach will go out, they'll build a relationship with that setting, they'll observe, they'll spend time. If it's a specific child that really is causing the most distress in the situation because of the way that provider's feeling, then we will need parent consent to, to observe that child and spend time focusing our coaching on that individual child. But more often than not, it's programmatic. It's across the board looking at um, Kind of stepping back and looking at what's the routine, what's the environment look like, what are some of the strategies that you're using that are working, what have you tried that didn't work, and I wonder why that is, and also let's try to figure out the reason for all of these outbursts, if it's tantruming, if it's destruction of property, if it is a child that's hurting others, all those things to have someone else's eyes and ears come in and listen and think and brainstorm together, it just, it's like having that, um, um, yoke on an oxen instead of just all the weight being on your shoulders you're pulling in that coach and they're sticking their head through that other side mm -hmm. and they're, they're helping you carry that load so what how, who are those inclusion coaches oh they're amazing amazing professionals who oftentimes have worked in the field for 30 years or sometimes less but really truly we have they have background in in working with children with unique needs whether that's um, in mental health in social work in early childhood special education in just years and years of working in inclusive settings all of our coaches that are on the inclusion team um, and actually a lot of our crossover coaches on our other teams have background working with sites and working in settings that have been providing successful inclusive care for five plus years so they've been in a classroom with or in a child care setting, whether and they, a lot of them um, have had family child care experience as well. They've been in a setting doing um, successful care of children that had or were experiencing challenging behavior or, or really high needs. And they've been able, over the course of their experience, to see what works and what is tried and true as far as strategies. And so what we find in a lot of our coaching sites, the resources and the tools that the coaches are sharing are often the same ones from mm -hmm. center to center, from site mm -hmm. to site, from family child care to family child care. Because what happens is, I think, when we're in the middle of a really difficult situation, it's hard for us to see the next step because mm -hmm, we get stuck right. in the, oh my goodness, this is so hard right now. And so that coach comes in and says, you know what, let's try this. And sometimes it's on the fly and it's just off the top of that coach's head, but they have the skills to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. They have the skills to be able to say, I'll read that story. Why don't you go hold his hand? Or I'm going to I'm gonna get that, that snowsuit on so that you can spend time working through that process that we talked about of helping that little one get ready because this is the tough transition time. So it's all those little pieces that the coaches can come in and they get to spend such a huge amount of time. They get to spend over 30 30 hours with this set site, whether it's family child care or center-based, to really get to know the situation. So you said over 30 hours? Mm -hmm. Okay. So that up to 30, yeah. Up to 30 hours, mm -hmm. so extended period of time with, yeah. with one mm -hmm. program. Yeah. Excellent. And um, that is fabulous. I was, I see that there, you have a statistic here that four out of five uh, children are still enrolled mm -hmm. in a child care program six months after mm -hmm. they had received coaching. Yeah. So that's, that's really quite a statement. It is. And I think too, this, the recurring themes that we hear when 
providers verbalize to us and thank us for their help, for the help that we've given, is they will say over and over again, if I hadn't had this mm -hmm. help, I would have expelled this child. Wow. Because you came in and you said, there's hope, mm -hmm. there's resources, here's how you implement them. And let's go do it together. Fabulous. Well, we are going to close with that high note and we still have one more podcast we want to do and in our next one uh, we are going to talk about some steps that people listening can maybe take to, as they think about children they're working with who it, it may be a behavior it may be a different temperament trait that it, from the provider it may be whatever it is that is is making that provider think hmm I'm on the edge here of mm -hmm. of asking this family to move move mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. uh, to expel this child, and so we've got some proactive steps yeah. to put into place so we don't get to that end where we're just not knowing what to do next, mm -hmm. and that's the that's the only place we have left to go. Yeah. So we're talk about that next. So thank you, Priscilla. Thanks, Cindy. That's all for now. See you next time.